my wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host today, and I'm very happy to be with you. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Now, if you like to be part of this uh, program, you can send us a message. You can send us a text at 0488-880-811. And uh, you can even, uh, you know, ask a question during the program or um, just uh, be part with us. Say something about what we are going to talk um, today. It's good to have with us uh, our co-host. Of course, we cannot do it without our uh, co-host uh, today, and it's Tracy Papandreou. Tracy, hi, welcome to the program. Hi, and hi to all the listeners. Now, Tracy is an uh, uh, active member of the uh, Seventh-day Adventist, uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia, and is very passionate about spreading the good news, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, Tracy, we are going to look into a quite uh, interesting topic today. Absolutely. They're all interesting, aren't they? But some of them, you know, have um, some more kind of eternal feel a bit, a feel to them. And so, yes, it's quite some deep stuff. I mean, when, when we mention about, because we are going to talk about where the, um, did suffering uh, came from mm. and uh, we are surrounded every day by <laughs> all sorts of things and challenges. And even here, you know, with the technology and stuff, sometimes we can even stuff it up, you know, <laughs> and uh, things can go differently. Uh, but because uh, uh, someone out there is not willing that we should be on air, particularly with the good news, with the gospel. Yes, so listeners, pray for Faith FM because, you know, we need uh, your support there. Yeah, Absolutely. How was your week, by the way, Tracy? My week was good. Um, what was so good about it? Do you know, I had a lovely day. Uh, I had some people because I've moved to a new house and um, I've got some lovely men who, some retired men who come along and just help me with an out of control garden that I have. And uh, we had a lovely talk about God wow. for about an hour over lunch. And that just kind of really fires me up and enthuses me when I, when, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit just opens those doors to have those beautiful conversations. And so, it's very important when uh, a tradesman or somebody who comes to do some work for you takes time and to talk about these things because we are living in this rush, you know, the 24 seven when we don't have time to just, you know, sit back a little bit, talk uh, some things in life, and particularly uh, to talk about uh, faith. Well, they don't get away from it because I tell them that I pray to God that he'll bring the right tradesmen to my door. Some of them give me a strange look when I say that, um, but some of them really respond well. Oh, that's great. That's great. Look, uh, I, myself, I um, had quite a busy week and, uh, um, yeah, I'm going to be away for the weekend, uh, going to visit another church and talk a little bit more about Faith FM and how people can uh, um, 
you know, uh, be involved with us, with Fate FM, and not only listening to Fate FM, but be part of this uh, wonderful uh, network. And by the way, listeners, if you uh, are um, traveling around somewhere and you don't have reception, you know, you always, uh, you can visit our website, but, you know, make sure that you download that Fate FM app. Because if you come across some regions where um, the signal is a little bit scratchy, uh, then, uh, you know, that will save your, uh, you know, nerves. And um, It's always got a really good reception from the app, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. But we like to, you know, to have people listening uh, uh, to their radios, particularly yes. when people are uh, driving. Not everyone is able maybe to connect their uh, device to, to the audio system in the car. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Um, to be able to share with people all around, you know, in this area where we live in South Australia, but I believe all around Australia, um, our team is uh, out there, you know, to make this uh, network known to as many people as possible because we are very keen to share with you the gospel, the good the news good of news. the Bible. <laughs> and that's what I'm uh, pushing that many times uh, the phone number um, where you can send us a text. And by the way, that one, if you try to call us on that number, it's not possible. You can only send a, a text message on the number which uh, I gave you. And I'll repeat the number again for you right now. It's zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. It's always a pleasure to have David Lima from Family Voice Australia with us. David, good to be back, eh? Thanks, Nick. It's great to be broadcasting with you once again. A very interesting topic today, David. Yes. We are going to look into the evil thing, you know, which is every day, we're facing mm. every day this mm. aspect of uh, uh, evil. Yes. And um, Family Voice Australia, I believe it's tackling, you know, the problem mm. of evil. We are. Yeah. Is it a waste of time to try to tackle the problem of evil? No, it's not a waste of time. It's very important that we do that. Uh, we called biblically to stand up and be strong. Paul says we should put on the full armor of God because then we can stand up against the devil's schemes. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a devil. There is Satan. He's out there. He has angels under his control. He has demons under his control. Uh, he hates everything that God stands for. He hates Christians. He hates marriage. He hates parenting. Mm. <laughs> he hates everything being done in a fitting and orderly way. So we are called as Christians to engage in the spiritual warfare. Uh, it's not time for us to sit back and just enjoy worshiping God, as important as that is. But mm -hmm. we need to get out there because the world isn't getting any better on its own. And we have a news media which is full of the consequences of evil, full uh -huh. of consequences of the fall. So we need Christ, his salvation, and his wisdom. All right. Well, um, if uh, everyone becomes a Christian, mm -hmm. would we need to have laws? Well, that's a, an excellent question. Some laws, I think, are not simply there to restrain evil or, or not necessarily there, I should say, mm -hmm. to restrain evil, but we need to decide which side of the road we're going to drive on, and we need to decide you know, what colour light will be for go and what colour traffic light will be for stop. Uh, that doesn't, doesn't really relate to the matter of evil. It relates to the good of society. So even if everyone were to become a Christian, which I don't think is going to happen somehow, mm. but even if everyone did, we would still need laws. But the function of law 
it's a it's a twofold one biblically. It's to restrain evil on the one hand, mm-hmm. but it's also to commend those who do right. And unfortunately, our civic authorities they don't do much commending of what is right. There's a little bit of it, you know, when the prime minister or the premier or someone like that might give an award. The Premier's Reading Award comes to mind, for example, or the, the Governor's Prize for Civic Achievement or something. But largely when we think of authority, we think about restraining evil, mm-hmm. and that really is the primary biblical function. But thank God that there's a still a better way, which is that we would have the law of God written in our hearts, and that occurs as we come to Christ and receive his gift of salvation. That is the ultimate solution to the problem of evil. Right. Now, also, I heard about that um, law is like a mirror, mm-hmm. which you can uh, look, I mean, look at and identify, you know, uh, uh, how you look. Yes. <laughs> and I heard about that uh, through the law of God, uh, you can uh, uh, identify, uh, you know, sin, evil. So this is true. At Adelaide Zoo, in the educational department there, where the kids go through and learn all about the animals, They are invited to look through a little hole which says the world's most dangerous animal. And, of course, there's a mirror behind it. So <laughs> as the kids look in, they realize that human beings <laughs> are the world's most dangerous. And mm. unfortunately, the history of the world is the history of bloodshed and misery mm. because we've done so much damage to each other. It's amazing we haven't wiped, <laughs> wiped the civilization out completely. Mm. But thank mm. God that he sent Christ so that we who are a danger to ourselves – It could be redeemed. You know, Nick, it's not a comfortable thought, but the truth is that there's no limit to the evil that any one of us could do yes. if God were to take his hand from us. Unfortunately, it's yes, true. only the grace of God that enables us to achieve any good thing. Uh, and all of these good things, of course, come not from our own hearts, but from God. Every good and perfect gift is from above. So we give thanks that as we come to Jesus as Savior and Lord, as his Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts, that we can learn to love each other and stop hating and killing each other. Mm. And as you mentioned about the you know evil which surrounds us uh, everywhere we look at, one thing which I uh, learn is that, again, God is in control. Because yes. if evil will be in control, it will be wiped out, mm. as you just said. But because God is in control, we can see the difference. And we have a, um, here a freedom of choice. Yes. To go along with the pressure of the evil happen, happening around us mm. or to choose to allow God to change us to yes. be a better person. That's right. We can choose what is right and good. And we are, in fact, being prompted by the Holy Spirit to do that. When we receive Jesus as our Savior and Lord, his spirit dwelling within us prompts us, leading us to go this way or to go that way. And, of course, every human being also has a conscience You don't have to be a Christian to have a conscience. Every person in the world has a conscience, and usually it is bringing us into a state of condemnation because we know how wrong we are. And, Nick, think about the damage that people do to themselves out there in the world. You know, we, it's bad enough that we damage each other, but we damage ourselves. Mm-hmm. People are forever damaging themselves, you know, and deliberately taking drugs and, and drinking to excess and branding themselves and slashing themselves and, in the worst case, even taking their own lives. It's tragic, but we, we know our, our sinful state. There's no argument there. People might deny it intellectually, but in their hearts they know we need Christ as Savior and we need his wisdom for the wise management of the community. Mm, great, great. Uh, David, again, I would like to ask you, 
what do you see going on right now as mm-hmm. we talk here? Mm-hmm. What are some of the issues which you can identify that the, the evil one is pushing yes, uh, hard? Yes, yes. Well, we have anti-discrimination legislation around the nation. And in Queensland, currently, there's an inquiry which is looking to expand that. And I was working with my colleague today just on that matter. We take the view that we need to restrict the anti-discrimination legislation because it's being used to shut people up. Mm-hmm. Um, people can't express their opinions. There's a contraction of free speech because of this. So that's a current issue, and that will be particularly relevant to listeners in Queensland. Uh, another issue, this one national, is the review of the Australian curriculum. And the Australian curriculum, unfortunately, the review seems to be pushing causes which are important, such as sustainability and Indigenous affairs. But uh, incredibly, uh, sustainability and Indigenous affairs would even have to apply to mathematical lessons uh, because this would be like uh, a superimposed agenda. Mm -hmm. And as important as those things are, you don't need to bring them into every lesson. And unfortunately, they're coming in at the expense of taking out Christianity and the history of Western civilization. And Christianity is a very important thing. It's foundational to the culture. You can't really understand modern Australian society or Western civilization without recognizing the Christian faith and the role of scripture to influence our values, our customs, our institutions, our laws. So for that to be dumbed down, if I can use that phrase, in the national curriculum is totally unacceptable. So that, again, is something we're working on at Family Voice. That's uh, great, David, that you have a, a stand and a, a direction. You know, you fight uh, against those uh, things which, obviously, you know, um, people can look from different uh, angles, but uh, we can see that the, the work of the evil one to mm-hmm. just destroy. Because the evil, uh, as we know from the Bible, is just to kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking to David Delima, the director of Family Voice Australia here in South Australia and Northern Territory. Good to have you with us uh, again, David. Looking forward to see you again. Thanks, Nick. No radio reception? No problem. Download the free Faith FM app onto your phone or tablet to listen anytime, anywhere. Yes, uh, if you have reception problem, then uh, you know to go to our app and uh, or to our website and you can uh, listen uh, to us. Uh, but this is uh, Faith FM, Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Nick Rita and uh, Tracy Papandreou. Hey, Tracy, as I mentioned a bit earlier and talking to David, uh, we really live in to this um, context of evil presence everywhere we look. And it uh, seems like the more we, uh, you know, uh, we're going forward, the worse it is. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, this aspect just in, in a nutshell? Well, I think uh, the world knows that uh, something's not right. You know, there's there's rebellion here, there, and everywhere. Uh, people are just very. There's lots of unrest. People are un, are very unhappy, um, and I think that's just a result of uh, sin and people trying to resolve the issues without God. Mm, that's so true, uh, Tracy. Early this uh, week, we talked about the important uh, message for our. Uh, time that God has given to his people, calling them via the angel in uh, Revelation. Um, 
it's known the three angel message, you know, the threefold uh, uh, message there. But uh, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and the springs of the water. You, we can read this in Revelation 14. Mm. This is verse 7 here. Mm. And we know this message is for our time because the signs provide us. I mean, provide to us in the Bible, um, I mean, and to help to identify the time of the end. All these things are given into in the scripture to think of Matthew 24, for example. If you read that chapter, it's uh, describing quite uh, well the end of the time. Uh, and also in Second Timothy uh, 3 verses 1 to 5, if you like to check those ones out, uh, our listeners. Uh, there is so much suffering in uh, this uh, world now. Even the planet is groaning under the suffering. Sorrow and pain is increasing in the world uh, for individuals, uh, families, churches, and even nations. Mm. But how did we end up in this situation of so much suffering? When God created the world, he declared that it was all very good. Mm. And even those who have a very basic understanding of the Bible, um, how the story of uh, Adam and Eve and how they uh, sinned uh, by eating from that uh, true, the, the tree of uh, knowledge and uh, good and evil. Um, but if everything was very good, it seems impossible that the perfect Adam and Eve would be the one, I mean, they would be the ones to bring this torment into this world. Can you talk more about how sin and suffering came into the world, into our world? Yes, it seems a bit simplistic to think that somebody eating an apple or whatever fruit it was is what caused things to to go sour. Um, that was obviously very much a part of it, but that wasn't where it actually began. So Adam and Eve, they were given an instruction. You know, you can eat from any tree except for this one. Um, and uh, the, the Lord gave them that as, as, as a test. Um, he didn't actually want them to know about the knowledge of, of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, he, but he created them perfect and in, in that being perfect, he created them with their own free will, right. which meant that they had the ability to either follow or not follow. And, um, you know, that's what real love is when you have the choice. Absolutely. You know? So that's where they had that perfection with, 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 the, with the free will as well. So Eve was tempted by the devil, and, and the devil did that via the body of the serpent in, in the garden. And we know that because in John 3, 8, it says the devil has sinned from the beginning. So we know that this came from the devil in the beginning. And in Revelation twelve nine, it says that serpent of old called the devil and Satan. So we know that the devil and Satan is also another name for the serpent. Yes. And also we see in Genesis 3, 1, we see that um, the serpent has been um, identified as... Uh, a sly 
uh, animal, if you like. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So he's taken God's word and he's twisted it there. So Satan, who we know from all of these scriptures that I've quoted, is also called the devil. He is the originator of sin. And without the Bible, so we know that Bible is our guide, without the Bible, we wouldn't know what the origin of evil was. It would remain unexplained. Wow. Well, but did God create the devil? <laughs> Well, this is the thing that that confuses a lot of people, isn't it? They say, if he's so good, well, you know, and he created everything, well, why did he create the devil? No, God did not create the devil. He created instead a perfect, powerful angel whose name was Lucifer, who lived and had a close relationship with the Lord. So it just seems so amazing that this could go off the rails the way it did. And we know he was he was amazing, he was powerful, he was beautiful because the description given of him is you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Every precious stone was your covering. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. And and I've just quoted from Ezekiel 28, a uh, number of verses there. So he was beautiful. You can see, you know, he had precious stones were his covering. Uh, he, he had a, an amazing singing voice. Wow. You know? The workmanship of your t- timbrels and pipes was prepared for you. Uh, you know, he had no reason to have a grudge against God, that's for sure. And if we even look further, he had a great position. So his possession, position was to be the anointed cherub. Ezekiel tells us, you are the anointed cherub who covers. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. That's Ezekiel 28:14. So as I had said, he had no reason to have his nose out of joint with God. He, he got right. a pretty, pretty good deal. Um, but sometimes people have this idea that, you know, because there's this rep- representation of the devil with, you know, his his, his red leotard yeah. and his horns and his yeah. pitchfork. And the devil likes us to have, think of him to like think that. Of him like, mm, that, like mm. a, you know, some kind of comic book character kind of thing. He is not a mythical figure. He is very, very real. We can trust the Bible. And I think it was Helen earlier in the week who went through about how we can trust the Bible. Yes. Um, so we need to be really Um, aware and, and act on what we read in the Bible about him. You know, the Lord seeks to warn us ahead of time. Whenever anything's going to be done, he warns us ahead of time. And he's seeking to warn us through the counsel in his word and keep us from being destroyed by giving our allegiance to him rather than Satan. So 1 Peter 5.8 tells us, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Mm. So he's trying to give us that counsel. Absolutely. And I heard myself uh, just recently, actually, and I quite like it that, uh, you know, sometimes we have this understanding of Satan, as you just uh, mentioned before, looking horrible with this, uh, with a fork in his hand. And somebody mentioned that when he even came to tempt Jesus, you know, on the mountain, 
obviously he didn't come like with the horns and with a big forehead. He came as an angel of light, of light mm. to tempt Jesus, you know. And that's we are going to deal with uh, with this um, uh, quite a bit. But uh, so uh, how was it, uh, um, uh, Tracy, that Lucifer became Satan? It seems almost impossible, doesn't wow. it? That. A, a created being of God's that was so perfect, that was given uh, an, an incredibly important position, would somehow end up to be the enemy of the world. How could this be pop- possible? Well, in we see that change from him being called, referred to as Satan after this change rather than being Lucifer as he was before this change. Now, interestingly, the name Satan actually means adversary mm-hmm. and he's also referred to as a devil and that means slanderer. And he's given these names to identify his character and, um, you know, we, we can see the, the before and after, if you like. Now, how did this happen? The sin of pride came in. The sin of pride um uh, uh, Lucifer thought he really should actually have a better deal than that. W- that God was holding out on him somehow. He, somehow he 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 um he wanted more. Yes, and and he felt you know whether it was because he was so good looking mm. and he sang so well and he thought he was giving so much that he should actually get a better deal. He actually wanted to be on the same par as as God, and so we can actually identify that it was pride. That was the, the 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 initial core problem which mm. rose up, and and then like many problems, there's the core, and then it just grows yes. from there. So we yes. know that this was the issue because Ezekiel twenty eight seventeen tells us, "Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor." And also in Isaiah fourteen thirteen and 14, it says, You have said in your heart, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the Most High. How blasphemous. Can you? It's, it's hard to imagine mm. that, that this would happen. But this will show you what, what sin can do, what pride can do when, it, when it's taken to its extremes. So he was in living in heaven. And what he decided to do was spread his discontent and his mistrust among the angels because, like I said, he thought he was getting a bad deal yes. out of the whole thing. Yes. And what happened? War then broke out in heaven, almost possible, impossible to imagine that. And we, we know that from the, from the scripture in Revelation twelve seven nine, which says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, or Michael's another name for Jesus, and the dragon and his angels fought back but he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven the great dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or satan who leads the whole world astray we need to be really aware of that he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him also in isaiah 14:12 it says how you are fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning so it's referred to as son of the morning before and even jesus in the new testament talks about it when uh, the 70 had come back and and they'd gone out, Jesus had sent them out and they came back and they were so excited and they said to Jesus, wow, you know, even the demons we were able to, you know, um, right. overpower them. And, and Jesus said, Jesus replied, 
I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's in Luke ten eighteen. So Lucifer, with his discontent, with his uh, spirit of discontent, he deceived a third of the angels, which also seems uh, amazing that that would even happen. And he actually caused a rebellion in heaven. And the angels too, they were given a new name. They were demons now. They they can't be referred to as, as the same and the same as the same of the angels who who did not um, were not deceived by him. So you can see by all of this that God had no choice but to cast out Lucifer and the other fallen angels, because Lucifer's aim was to usurp God's throne, even if that meant murder. Just right. impossible right. to to kind of get your head around this. And I just want to the listeners to from that part of scripture. To think about this, beware of discontent, focusing on positives rather than negatives. If we go back just briefly to Eve, mm-hmm. she had to have some kind of discontentedness in her heart for her to grab hold of the message of Satan. Yes, I know he was sly, mm-hmm. he was a deceiver, but she wasn't 1,000% sold on the fact that God wanted her best and whatever God told tells me I'll do. There was a little, there had to be a little bit of her mm. that had a little bit of discontent herself because she was more ready to believe Satan and a serpent yes. than what God had said. So yes. just at one of those things, be really careful what we focus on, focusing on what we don't have rather than what we do have. Let's let's really focus on the positives. That's an important part. That's so true. Uh, so Lucifer wanted the rest of heaven to worship him rather than God. Unbelievable. Mm. <laughs> he wanted everyone to bow down and worship him rather than God. You know, this conflict has always been about worship. Satan wants to usurp God's position. A lot of people don't actually kind of see it that way. They just see, okay, Satan's making life difficult for us. It's it's really about from the from the get go. Well, maybe not from the get go, but from when that sin grew up in his uh, that uh, pride grew up in his heart. He just had that discontent and that feeling, hey, I got a bad deal here and God's holding out on me and uh, really I think I could do a better job than him. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been about being able to get that worship, that adoration from He wants to steal it off God and have it come on him. And, you know, the Bible tells us that even the angels of heaven are not to be worshipped. In Revelation 22, 8 and 9, um, John has received a vision and he's had some trouble understanding it. And the angel Gabriel is sent to come and, and, and help him understand the vision. And he bows down and worships Gabriel. And Gabriel says, no, goodness, don't do that. Don't do that. God's the only one who we're supposed to be bowing down to and, and worshipping him. So, so. You know, it, it's just always been about the worship. And and we see this as the ongoing theme 
when we look at the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, we can see that worship was his central desire. So if we look at Matthew 4, 8 and 9, it says, Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain. So this is Jesus being tempted after uh, after the um, not having anything to eat or drink for 40 days. And it says, and... and um, So the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all this I will give you if you will bow down and worship me. Wow. So it's all about, I just want to see you worship me, Mm. you know. Um, and, And it wasn't something of old, you know. That was in Jesus' time. The theme was still worship. And what was Jesus' response? Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only uh, you shall serve. And, you know, in the last days, as God calls upon all people to worship him, and that's in Revelation 14, 6 and 7, and you uh, gave out that text at the beginning um, of, of this discussion, um, Nick, who you talked mm. about where it says, you know, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. So this is a call for people to return to worshipping God. And this infuriates Satan so much that he will try to force people to worship him or else be killed. And we read that in the Bible um, in uh, Revelation thirteen fifteen, where it says, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Wow. And uh, we are going to have a program particularly about the mark of the beast. And we are going to talk a little bit more about worship and what the desire of, of the enemy of God, mm. Satan, is that everyone should worship him. And in particular, on this planet, you know, uh, uh, he desires that, that each one of us will wo- worship him. Hey, it's a good time to take a short break here. Please don't go anywhere. Uh, this is Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. We'll be back with you. Just listen to this beautiful song, uh, There May Be Tears by uh, Scott um, Cummingham. And we'll be back soon. This young girl traveling in this confusing world with a burden on her shoulders, lost inside, wondering if this is all she has, feeling so alone. He's got it figured out and planned with everything he knows Confident, living self-assured His five-year plan But does he really know what his future holds? As they walk down the different paths The quiet voice whispers in their heads My children Tell you right now 
find out download the free faith fm app for your smartphone or tablet to see our full daily schedule of programs and music yes indeed that was a very in- interesting song but um i love the words Nick. yes if you listen to it, it's like take my hand you know mm. there's going to be tears but i'll be by your side you know so uh yeah that's good hey we are welcome you back to uh, faith fm drive time bqna and this is uh, nick rita and our co-host today is uh, tracy papandreo we are talking today about where did suffering uh, came from and uh, before we even moving uh, on, Tracy, I would like to uh, offer our listeners a wonderful book. 
I it think it's wonderful. one of the best books you can have mm. in your library, um, along with uh, another one, which we'll give you maybe soon. But this is called The Great Controversy. Now, what that means, you know, when we say the great controversy, do you know anything about this book, uh, Tracy? I do. I do. I've, I've read it a number of times because there's a lot in it. It goes through the whole history of the church, uh, from woe to go, from the origin of sin to Jesus coming again and taking his people home. It's it it's the whole package of what we've been talking about this week mm, mm. in a detailed form. You know, it gives yes. people the chance to really sit and 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 um, you know absorb what it's all about. Now, this book has been translated into hundreds of languages. Um, as I'm reading it right now, I'm reading it in Italian. I have a friend over in Italy who has no time to actually sit down and read a book, um, but I, I know he's interested in the the topic. So I'm I'm uh, reading it onto my WhatsApp. Uh, app, uh, app and sending that on to him. So, and then he does that while he goes for his evening, evening walk. So, um, so I'm getting to, to relive it again. And every time I read it, there's something new that I, that that's, I pick from it. Yeah. That's wonderful. And as I mentioned, the title, the great controversy, and we are talking about the great controversy in between God good and, and evil. evil, you know, good and evil, God mm. and, and his enemy, uh, Satan. Uh, this book can be yours. Please just send us a message uh, today on 048-880-811. Send us a text and request this uh, book will be yours uh, free of charge. Uh, no obligation. I also like to mention uh, right now that uh, we thank you for your messages, you know, coming through. And uh, I even um, I'm looking on one of the messages here, which I believe that uh, it's also referring to another program, uh, which, um, you know, probably was uh, on our um, network on Faith FM. But yeah, I'd like to just thank you, Stephen, for taking time and sending us uh, messages. We can probably approach that topic uh, sometime about the c- circumcision, which you, you refer to. Uh, thank you for messaging us. Um, Tracy, time is going very fast uh, today with this topic. Uh, Let me just ask you um, another couple of questions, if if I can, here. Where is uh, Satan's uh, present headquarters? And how does he feel about people? So we need to bring it into the here and now, don't we, to make mm-hmm. it applicable to, to people today that it's not this far off, you know, feels like this far off thing that, that, that uh, doesn't really apply to them today. His home is here on earth. You know, some people kind of think that uh, his home is in hell. Uh, but no, his home is here on earth. And Job 2, 1 to 2 tells us that. And the scripture says, On another day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. So, um, God gave Adam and Eve dominion over the earth. We know that from what's written in Genesis. But when they sinned, they lost that dominion and it was given over to Satan. And he is now the ruler or the prince of the earth, unfortunately. And how does he feel about people? Well, Satan despises humans who are created in God's image. 
Um, and because he can't harm God directly now, he directs his anger against God's children on earth. And just like any earthly father, when uh, his children have been attacked in some way, uh, it very much hurts that father. Mm-hmm. He very much wants to defend the children. So that's what's going on here, that he can't get to Jesus. He can't get to God anymore, so he wants to get to his followers instead. All right. And uh, how does uh, he feel about uh, people? I was the second question. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. He despises humans who are created in God's image. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, when and where will the devil receive his punishment? Uh, I think this is important also to, to talk a little bit. Mm. And uh, what will that punishment be? Okay. Well, he receives his punishment at the end of the age. And Matthew thirteen forty forty two says, So it will be at the end of this age, the Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. And Revelation twenty ten says, The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. And with regard to where, that's going to be happening on earth. Mm-hmm. In Ezekiel twenty 18 to 19 it says I brought fire from your midst it devoured you and I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you you shall be no more forever so you know there's it's not like we have this God who you know who enjoys destroying people you know there's going to be an amazing a, a terrible anguish that God feels in having to destroy Satan and his followers He gives every attempt to save people, but people, they're made to have free will and Mm -hmm. they're allowed to decide. And sometimes there will be those who decide um, in a way that that means that they will be on the enemy's side. Okay. And uh, what finally settles the horrible problem of sin? Will it uh, ever rise again, Tracy? Well, how it um, how it is settled eventually, and that, that we know that that it won't come up again, is uh, Nahum one nine says affliction will not rise up a second time. So we know that it will be done, dusted, never to rise again. Um, and also we have the scripture, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So there'll be two crucial happenings that are going to settle the sin problem. So first, all beings in heaven and earth, including the devil and his demons, will of their own free choice, remember we've all got free mm-hmm. choice, will kneel before God and openly confess that he is truthful, fair, and righteous. There will be no questions that remain un- unanswered. So all sinners will admit that they are lost because of their refusal to accept God's love and salvation. They'll see how much God pursued them and wanted them. They'll all confess that they deserve eternal mm. death. And the second thing Sin will be purged from the universe by the permanent destruction of all those who choose it. So the devil, the demons, and the people who followed them. God's word is clear on this point. Sin will never again arise to harm his creation or his people. Amen. Amen for that. Amen. Mm. Um, How can I uh, be sure, Tracy, that uh, I will not be destroyed along with Satan? Well, it's about... Choosing life, isn't it? Mm. You know, um, 
I would say the thing is to um, believe the word and give your heart to Jesus and follow his counsel. Have you really given your heart to Mm. Jesus? That's something that we all need to um, ask ourselves because he has overcome and we know that. 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil and we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Revelation twelve eleven tells us, and they overcome came him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. All right. Uh, how does God feel about you? Well, different to how Satan feels about us, mm-hmm. God really has he he loves us and he wants everyone to be saved. His love is so great that he gave his only son to die. In our place or listener, think about it individually. Mm-hmm. He did this to offer up the son to die in your place. And the scripture that tells us that is that beautiful scripture that many of us know by heart. Um, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have an everlasting life. He wants Everyone to be saved. 2 Peter 3 9 tells us the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He just so much wants everyone to come. So the Father can hardly wait to, mm. to, to for that all to happen and to be all living together, the sole purpose of making. You happy for that reason? Our heavenly Father has prepared a fabulous, eternal home for you. Your wildest dreams here on earth are no match for what He has waiting for you. I'm just getting excited. Mm. I'm speaking about this. He can hardly wait to welcome you. Let's get the word out and let's be ready because it won't be long now. Wow, that's wonderful. And Tracy, we we were talking about where did the suffering come from, and this is a huge topic. Topic. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk more and more, but how can we bring it together a little bit? Let's let's summarize uh, today, if we can, in uh, in few words before we conclude. Sure, I'll just summarize what we talked about. You know, we're living in the time of the end. You know, the scripture tells us that, and we need to heed the Lord's warning for us to be ready. He's given us that warning: fear God and worship Him. Um. Understand that the devil is real and seeks to get us off course. This isn't a man in a red pajama suit mm-hmm. with a pitchfork. This is real. This is real. He w- he wants to get us off course that we won't worship the Lord fully. And he really doesn't even care if we don't worship the Lord and 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 we're doing that we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we can't overcome him. Because he is all powerful. We can't, I mean, the Lord's more powerful, but don't, you know, we need to be very, very aware of the power that Satan has too. We cannot overcome him without the Lord. The devil's time is almost up and he knows that. Mm. And that's why he's beginning to, you know, really, really work on things. God loves us. He wants everyone to live in peace and love with him for eternity, as was the original plan before it all went off the rails. And I would say to the listener, just do all you can to deepen your relationship with him, um, that 
you know, you can be sure that he wants to lead and guide you home. Right, yes. I mean, you said something that uh, he knows that his time is almost up. And the Bible says that he's roaring like a lion to devour, you know. And, you know, uh, also, um, it's wonderful when you look uh, per ensemble in the Bible, you know, to understand uh, God's plan of salvation for each one of us, but also the plan of the enemy, To destroy, to kill and destroy, as I mentioned a bit earlier, you know, he's enraged with us and with God, you know, he knows that he have little time Mm. uh, until will be all finished. But right now we need to really uh, choose and decide on which side. And, we, and we are. And if people are not sure, they need to inform themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, get hold of a Bible. Mm. Because this pray to God that yeah. that Holy Spirit will open up your understanding. Because this is life and death stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's almost it's like fairy tales. It's yeah, life tra- and death stuff. Yeah, Tracy, I was just sorry to interrupt mm. there a little bit, but I'm just thinking. You know. Just look at people when they are approaching, you know, because of age, their end, you know, the, yes. that, you know, how important is to know where you're going or, or what was, what's the result of this life, you know, because let, let tell, uh, let me tell you, this is so serious. This is about our eternal exactly. life. Exactly. And, and to, Nick, just to add on that. I've seen differences sometimes when I've attended funerals mm. where there are people who they knew that the loved one who passed or who fall, fallen asleep, that they knew that they were, they would see Jesus as mm. their next point. That's you know, important. That, 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 that when Jesus returned, they'd be there. Um, where those who don't know that, there's a lot of grieving and sadness. Yes. Right. Our time is up, Tracy. Thank you for um, being with us today also and sharing with our listeners. Uh, uh, we are so happy to have you with us also tuning in. And please um, come back next time when we are going to talk about uh, what does the future holds. I believe that's a very important thing. But And don't forget, you know, you can still uh, send us a text to require uh, that uh, book, Great Controversy, uh, on the number 488 one. Until then, may God richly bless you. When God looked on eternity, He saw you and He saw me, and He said, It's worth the risk to have you in my life. What I